Welcome to Barnes University, episode, what, eight, I believe, you know, it, they're all, you know, stacking up at this point, so uh, I do not own the rights of that song, so Cardi B, do not come to sue me, um, today's episode is going to be about the Preds playoff run, and not only their current playoff run, but you know, what they've been able to do here in the past few years for Nashville. You know, we're disappointed in the loss at Bridgestone in Game 7. But we're going to reflect a little bit. But the 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 um, general manager side of me, the player evaluation side of me is going to give some tidbits. I, now, I'm not a hockey expert. But I've watched this team and been a fan since, you know, they became the Predators. But really picked it up here in the last five, six years, and then really in the last couple years, most definitely. Um, secondly, I'm going to be talking about the Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan debate. Um, I feel like a lot of times right now, especially amongst the uh, performances uh, that LeBron James have been able to string together, I think that a lot of people are 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 you know voicing their opinions on that matter um and then lastly i have some bonus um information for you know titans fans and people who love entertainment during this you know as people like to say this dead period where there's no football there's no hockey the finals will be over before you know it and i'm just going to try to provide you guys with some entertainment so stay tuned to the end of the podcast to find out what that will be Barnes University Radio uh, website is coming. Uh, a lot of different things coming with this brand. I uh, really want to become more of a fan interaction uh, type of uh, brand that really brings this Titans Nashville area together. Uh, people who love entertainment and football. People who love all around improvement of themselves. So just stay tuned. It's on the way. So let's get started with the Preds. Um. First, I'll start off with the positives. Um, what they have brought to Nashville is, you know, it's invaluable at this point. I mean, they've brought hope of, of championships that, that we have not seen in Nashville since, you know, maybe 2008 when we was 13-3 and before that playoff game against the Ravens. And then before then, it was like 99 and 2000 and then that stretch from 2002-2003. And, you know, we there was a lot of winning going on. But, you know, the Preds going to the finals last year was huge for us as fans to see it. Um, getting respect as a hockey town. I, I was absolutely proud of them. Um, winning the President's Cup uh, trophy. <coughs> excuse me. Something that I'm not necessarily you know, proud of, kind of like the best record in football and the best record in the NBA. I never really hold much stock to it. You know, you want to win as many games as possible, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And the the, the most grittiest part of the, the race is the playoffs. And I felt like we started off great. And then, you know, that last 20 games or so, maybe 15, 10 games, you could see... The wheels kind of, 
you, you falling off in a in a sense. And the Predators, I feel like they they were kind of reaching. I like the deal that they did to get that younger player on the team, but then bringing back Mike Fisher. I just feel like all there was a lot of distractions and a lot of pressure to to conform to what was. And this was the year to finally transform into what you need to get over the hump. Um, both final um, teams, teams that made the finals last year, are out of the playoffs. Um, so I feel as though the the Preds, they had a, a grand opportunity during the offseason and moving forward. And there's something I did on my, uh, on my Twitter account, at BU underscore scouting, is I said that the Preds look very similar to last year. Um, they're this finesse team that struggles against bigger, faster, stronger, uh, teams. And that has been very, very, very factual in the postseason. Um, very easy. You can do it against maybe pushovers in the regular season, but when it comes down to postseason hockey, where tenacity and chaos, like the, the, the jets are able to create. It caused problems for the Preds, and that's something that I wanted them to improve on personnel-wise. Watching them in the finals last year against the Penguins was they were out. I wouldn't even say out-coached. They just had better players, better talent, bigger, faster, stronger, better uh, puck handlers, better stick play, and that's just something that we need. If we get a few more guys that are big, strong, long, and aggressive, some enforcers out there on the ice, I believe that we can get over the hump. I don't think that we need a, a huge overhaul. But our window is closing, much like with any team that, you know, keeps on climbing over the mountain and reaching, you know, certain milestones. You know, at some at some point, you have to get these aggressive players and transform into a finesse team, into either a balanced or be those enforcers. So I just feel as though um, moving forward, as a present, as pre, as the Predators, and the GM who I, I like, you know, he's on the radio a lot, and I hear him. I like, I like, you know, I like how he carries himself. I, li- I like how he articulates himself, and uh, I feel like he he's able to see that as well. You know, we got to put this in perspective. It's it's been, you know, a few years. We you know we reached that quote unquote pinnacle point, you know, in the finals. And then we had an early exit this year. Now it's time to, to kind of look at that drawing board and come back even more ferocious as ever. And you got to make the right moves. You cannot say, okay, we won the president's trophy, so that means we don't got to do much tweaks. It's just that we need a new goalie or or whatever. And this is the perfect segue. Pekka Rene uh, being taken out early in the game. I'm not going to have... Too much of opinion on either way what the decision was, but you always got to have contingencies plan contingency plans in place um, because of guys like Pekka. He's aging, and you better damn sure be modeling and grooming a guy after him to take over the reins in the first place. And you almost want to bring in a talent that kind of forces Pekka Rene out, and I know that's kind of. Yeah, you know, sharp around the edges and maybe controversial, but at some point when guys age, you have to already be looking for their replacement. Even if they got two or three years left in them, you believe. You got to almost force him out. 
And do I think there's slow reaction times to Pekka? Do I believe there's there's a fragile ego or a fragile um, confidence for such a veteran player at times? Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you're a professional. And at the end of the day, uh, as a front office, you got to have contingency plans in place. Um, he is a legend. He's a Nashville legend. He's done enough to, to be considered that, you know, uh, in the hockey wo- world and Nashville sports, you know, safe to say hockey is still, you know, garnering, garnering attention. The fan experience at Bridgestone is uh, like none other. So I heard I have not been to one. Do not judge me for that. Uh, but I will go to one one of these days. But I've always tuned in. I've always kept up with them. Um, since a young lad, so um, that's pretty much all I gotta say. I just feel like you know they've done a lot to bring uh, uh, hockey in the South, um, in Nashville. They've done a lot to bring popularity to it, attention, um, and they could be a, a big part of of why the NFL is considering moving uh, or having a draft here. So it's it's all part of the plan, and, I, and I'm super proud of the Predators. I mean, who who can't be? If you're from Nashville, the way that they've been fighting uh, these past few years, um, they've definitely definitely been representing. So shout out to them. Just need to get some more bigger, faster, stronger, better puck handlers, uh, people who are you know t- t- tacticians, technicians with the puck in their hand uh, and know how to shoot it different ways different angles their accuracy is uh you know they can hit it at any type of points you know and get that player i know i'm speaking it's tough to find those players if that was the case they'd probably already be on the team but you gotta you gotta find the right mixture of guys you know and that's all i gotta say about the preds going on 10 minutes halfway here you know i keep it 20 minutes with you so we're, we're gonna get started on the lebron mj kobe debate right um, there's this video on YouTube that I did, what, five years ago um, called MJ LeBron Kobe Debunked. Basically, ending all uh, the, of the fan back and forth and broke it down into a, a few categories and how you can go about um, determining, you know, how uh, you're going to, you, the pecking order of who's the go- real, really the GOAT. And it's still, even after that, is always going to come down to your preference. Um, so getting started, I broke it down into stats. Well, the video I didn't, but now I have to bring stats into it because we're in such a statistician, uh, statistician field fantasy world. So I'm adding stats to the, uh, equation. Uh, there's this magic wand theory that I have. That's basically, basically your physical traits that God gave you the magic wand. Um, then it's legacy. Then it's uh, the media. Um, Then it's mentality. So starting off with mentality, how would I rank MJ, LeBron, and Kobe? Um, Five years ago, not much has changed. And I think this this is going to be the umbrella on which that everything that I say is going to make sense. Now, mentality. We're going to start off with LeBron. He is a jovial fun-loving uh, facilitator, right? Um, a businessman. He's he's opened up to new brands, you know. Uh, he, he's the kind of guy that he's the type of leader that's going to get everybody involved from a distribution standpoint. He's going to make everybody feel involved with the team, right? 
That's mentality. That's that's a that's a trait. His mentality on the court is a facilitator. You know, he's he's gonna try to make the right play, right? We got MJ, uh, the ultimate competitor, on and off the court, businessman, uh, that killer mentality to the utmost degree, um, and that, you know that's is is simple with a cleaner like Jordan. Is that that simple? Now Kobe Bryant shares similar uh traits as Jordan as far as killer mentality, competitive. Not necessarily on and off the court, but he has it. He he's a little he's able to turn it off a little bit. Um the guy the guy is a straight assassin, you know, on the court and he does it in his own way. It's, it's a very MJ was a killer mentality from this is the game of basketball and this is pretty much it. I know the game uh inside and out there's some psychological warfare there as well that's where kobe takes it to the no- another level this guy studied sharks in preparation to face allen iverson see kobe takes life things things that your regular everyday life and applies it to his mentality and it takes it to like a super analytical level that M- even mj does it it's pretty much brute force with mj with 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 um kobe is almost poetry in motion you know with him and for that degree who do i give the the nod of mentality to i have to give it to kobe bryant and the reason why i give it to kobe bryant when it comes down to mentality it also applies to things that's gonna mesh as well that's why it's kind of like the umbrella slash you know the 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 plate at the bottom of the meat you know mentality is because unlike LeBron who has an unscathed reputation unlike Jordan whose his reputation is you know the 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 godfather of you know advertising and marketing of an athlete as well as his only blemish being um gambling and then you know he had the uh the, the unfortunate loss of his father. But when you look at Kobe Bryant's journey, he had to overcome by far to me the most out of any athlete that is considered a GOAT. When you look at it, you throw out the fact that, yes, he grew up with a father that played professional basketball. Cool. But he doesn't play like it. He plays like a kid from the hood and doesn't talk like it. He articulates himself very well. But he has that dog, underdog mentality. And the guy came in, you know, this ties in the magic wand theory. Sticks and bones. That's one thing here. He had to get his weight up. He started on the bench for two or three years. He had a case in Colorado where, you know, we all know what happened. Or we all know what was accused of that situation and i'm not going to comment on the situation there's facts that people never want to bring up in defense of him um but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about he had to overcome that trial he had to overcome uh of someone another uh hall of famer leaving going through some of the worst periods of times any goat has ever gone through got over that reached the pinnacle again with a newfound team won two straight. He also had to face the first ever super team that we've seen in quite some time. The the 04 was a failed aging super team. Let's throw that out. 
the the team that he had with Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom, that's 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 a pre that is that is not considered a super team. As as much as Paul Gasol might be a Hall of Famer, uh, may maybe it is not on the level of the Heat who formed LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, uh, Ray Allen. You know, it is not of the Celtics. He faced the first wave of super teams, came back and beat them two years later. But he could have easily had two three peats on his resume as well. The things he's overcome, tearing his Achilles tendon. A, a, a injury that usually debilitates athletes. He came back from that and then two years later dropped 60 in his farewell tour. Amazing. And I just think from a mentality standpoint, who who can we really see? And his hard work is documented, is documented, however you say it. But what is he the honest question? Is he the hardest worker in pro sports ever known like recorded to to be the hardest worker you know the magic wand theory let's move on lebron james 68 250 whatever his official weight is runs like a gazelle like god that is god given that is a blessing right mj although he wasn't as he had to work out he had to gain muscle but from a natural standpoint these huge hands, lean body mass, those were, that is God-given. Then you look at Kobe Bryant, who body type-wise coming out was no different than Kerry Kittles. For those, you might want to Google him. You know, just a, just a, just an average body type. Um, you know, nothing necessarily that makes you pop out about him, right? You give that to LeBron James. 6'8", 250, runs like a gazelle. He wins the 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 uh magic wand theory media people love lebron and mj you know that smile they're super marketable kobe is more mercurial more uh, of a recluse um definitely has a sense of humor but definitely low-key right so at this point you'd almost have to give a tie to mj and lebron because mj is gonna he has to surpass uh michael jordan at some point and as far as the expansion of his name, because of these, he's affecting a wide brand of people. But also, I have to give a case for MJ that, you know, even my nieces and nephews from the ages of five to, to eight to nine still talk about MJ being the greatest. So that might be a slight edge to MJ close to a tie as far as, you know, media. Now, legacy my past video, it had one asterisk next to LeBron, and the main thing was leaving Cleveland. But since then, he's come back and won a home uh, a, a championship for his hometown. That is amazing. Legacy-wise, you know, it's tough. It's almost a three-way tie. I know it's kind of getting less and less uh, controversial here, but everybody has their unique story. Kobe Bryant, the the the... the the skinny kid on the bench to a scoring assassin. LeBron James, the the the, the fatherless kid from Akron, becoming a, a mogul. Uh, Michael Jordan, the godfather of marketing within the pro athlete. Like everybody has their unique story. Um, and there's other stuff. But listen, I keep it 20 minutes with you. I got 20 seconds left to tell you that bonus footage for everybody that stayed tuned. Right, so. What I'm doing is I'm thinking of purchasing a PS4, whatever, and an Xbox One. 
And I'm going to give you guys great content throughout the summer and fall and spring. So please stay tuned for that. I'm coming. Games, analysis, matchups. Let's go.